Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Free Fresno. I'm your host, and unfortunately, I am a little bit um, sick, not from COVID, thank goodness, and the hospital did test me. I have cannabis hypermesia, which is when you smoke weed at such a high frequency and such potent weed that it makes you nauseous and you throw up uncontrollably. So anyways, apparently the remedy for this is to stop smoking, or in my case, to rub capsaicin cream on my stomach to deaden the nerve endings temporarily while I smoke weed. I do apologize for the delay. Um, I had some health issues also. Quarantine. I think we've all been struggling to um, cope with being inside and to cope with the loss of employment opportunities. Uh, my job is currently suspended until further notice. So, and I just wanted to kind of talk about. So, let's talk about the electoral system, if we must. For me, um, I was done with the electoral system probably back in 2016. But, you know, you go out, you vote. I don't really particularly believe the electoral system will save us. I don't think it is designed to get us out of crises, like um, a major crisis like we're in. It's not designed to dismantle ICE and take care of the people who've been tortured inside of ICE camps. So let's talk about what's going on. I mean, who do we got left? Biden? The creeper? The segregationist? The Patriot Act guy? The hair sniffer? The creepy old guy putting his hands on little girl's shoulders? That's weird. Don't tell me to vote for Biden. In fact, in this moment in time, I have never been closer to understanding why non-voters are non-voters. There are no options. These are the rich elite. I'm just choosing between one that's a neoliberal scumbag and one that's um, a worse scumbag. I just wonder why, why are we locked in? Why? Because of the electoral system? What if we, what if the people decide to hold a special election to change the electoral system, to dismantle the electoral college, to challenge the candidacy of Biden? I mean, if you're going to talk about the electoral system, those are things that you would need to implement in order for the electoral system to accomplish anything at this time. But let's be real, the electoral system isn't going to save us. And a lot of you are going to vote for Biden. 
even though there's third parties, Party of Socialism and Liberation, Green Party, you could write in Vernon 2020. So how, how can we organize as a community? And I have um, one thing I do want to talk about is how can we organize in a community where there is a lot of distrust? I think we've all heard, you know, the, uh, we've all heard the jokes about infighting with leftists. There's a lot of truth to that. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, gatekeeping crowd, the opportunistic crowd, the more woke than thou crowd, the I just want to get stuff done crowd, the electoral crowd, the mutual aid crowd, the tanky crowd. They all have different objectives, different strategies, different tactics and a different rubric of what success or what progress looks like. So how can we organize when we don't get along with each other? We can all understand that we want the homeless to have, to have a roof over their head. We want the hungry to be fed. We want those who are ill to be treated in hospitals. But that's going to require a lot of group work. And as I've learned through my own experiences and watching the experiences of others, sometimes group work doesn't work very well. Sometimes working towards an ideal is great because everybody's focused on that one goal. But if everybody has a different vision of how to get to that goal, it becomes a very individualistic competition within leftists of how we're going to accomplish that goal. It becomes almost an ego thing. And I think that's where we're messing up. So I, for one, after having terrible experiences, um, I've stepped out of organizing. I've stepped out of um, organizations. I've decided that in order to protect my hope for a better future. So in my process of trying to find other ways of helping change the world, I decided I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be part of an organization anymore. That requires a lot of trust in the organization in national and rank and file. If you don't have that, you might as well leave. And I stopped watching the alt-right because it was negatively impacting my headspace. Um, also, I just didn't know what to do with information anymore. So, and also I am being a little bit stalked by the alt-right in my DMs. So I decided to back off them and not engage anymore. I think I'm more of an artist and less of a leader. I'm, I'm more of a, a poet. I paint. I make music. I dance. 
Another nice quote by Emma Goldman is, if I can't dance, I don't want to be a part of your revolution. And I think, I think that's, maybe that's, that's kind of like what I want to talk about is that currently because of the horrid conditions that we're living in, activism has become this very serious, somber, bigger than thou kind of um, lifestyle. But to be clear, of course, our struggle is bigger than thou. You know, we're fighting for Tamir Rice. We're fighting for little Jacqueline from the ice camps. We're fighting for Freddie Gray. They are bigger than we are. But that is also a huge burden to put on any activist without any respite. And that's why, you know, that's why we all walk around saying self-care, self-care, comrade, self-care. Comrade, you gotta gotta take some time to self-care. Which is like, that's great. But what if we implemented self-care into the way that we organize, into the activism itself? I mean, how could we do this? What, what would that look like? Let's see. I think a lot of, a lot of this is you meet, you protest, you maybe block freeways, you maybe get arrested, or you maybe have a confrontation with some fash. This is all putting you in a negative headspace, and you're doing it for a cause. You're making a huge sacrifice, but I think we need to really minimize the amount of pain that activists experience. I mean... Emma Goldman's quote is like so perfect for this whole conversation. It's like, if I can't dance, I don't want to be a part of your revolution. Are we dancing? Are we dancing in our revolution? Or are we so overwhelmed we're just kind of about to curl up into fetal position and cry? Because that's what it feels like. And I think... How can we frame this in a way that we can, we can find joy? I think a lot of us focus on the anger that we need to accomplish things. But also we should hold in our heads the joy we will feel once we accomplish those things. Like, you know, we're, we're doing this so that there will never have to be another horrible crime that happened to Freddie Gray. And that, that is the fact that it would never happen again is a beautiful idea. And I think that we should hold on to that hope of the future just as much as we hold on to the anger of our current reality, if that makes sense. Because burnout, burnout takes a lot of leftists. There were some examples of activism in like the 70s that I wanted to bring up that incorporated both the anger of the current reality as well as the joy of a future that was different. Or in some cases, it wasn't even the joy of a future. It was um, just irony. 
So ASCO, I'll have to put a link for ASCO. They were a Chicano art troupe. Um, how to explain them? In a time where everybody was doing Aztec dances, uh, they tagged the museum for being so gentrified they refused to show any uh, Latino artists in their museum. <laughs> that, that's art. That's rage. That's hope. And that's joy at the same time in one act, in one act of vandalism, of sweet vandalism. Um, another example is ASCO also did this uh, in-person I want to say it's an installation but it was like real people so basically what they did was they caught themselves on video and photograph of this brief moment in time where they stopped traffic on a busy LA street. I think it was LA. And they ran into the, towards the divider, set up a little table, and sat around this little table on the divider in the middle of the street in full costumes. And the significance was this was the exact place where a Latino man had been gunned down by police on suspicion of a crime that I don't think he even committed. And that would be using irony, a tool of humor, to kind of anchor the anger of the current situation. Um, a lot of the Chicano activists in the 70s and 60s used a lot of music, a lot of theater, a lot of art in their activism. And I think maybe that that kind of worked as a vent. I think we need more of that. I think I think that needs to be part of like an activist curriculum, if that makes sense. Like you do, you know, the activism part, but then you have a different side, a different branch of that activism that everybody is trained in. That's music, that's dance, that's art, expression, creativity, it's a release. But yeah, so anyways, I'll cut this short, but I think the main points I wanted to talk about today was um, the electoral system is going to fail us. And two, some sometimes we need to balance our activism with lighthearted activism or with ironic art that serves a purpose for activism or something that is like a valve for organizers and activists because you can only read so many stories about ice camp detainees dying horrible deaths in detention centers before it starts to knot your soul. What if we made a play, and in that play, we created a universe where we got to dismantle ice, and where we lived in a place where refugees could seek asylum without being treated as criminals? You still do the activism, 
but you also you get to express a reality that isn't there yet but that you're working towards i think a lot of activists need to incorporate more art more expression into their daily life that should also be a part of the lifestyle too and when i say lifestyle i don't mean it as like you know a new age kind of yoga type thing uh for a lot of people activism is survival but i think one thing that a lot of activists forget is that not everybody is an activist what they take on is survival plus a little bit of additional baggage, if you will. It's, um, I wouldn't call it, the word lifestyle has a connotation of like freewheeling happy times when this is very much kind of, uh, it's like you take a vow of action or something. It's a little bit more primordial than a lifestyle, but I wish I could think of a word for it, but anyways. Um, so I will put links for Asco. Uh, Asco is like, oh, medio Asco. I totally, like, I was just totally disgusted by this person. Asco is like disgust. And uh, it was also the name they gave themselves was um, an ironic name as well. Um, I'll also put uh, maybe a link to Emma Goldman. I'll try to find some some kind of article on protest art, maybe the Chicano movement in particular. And yeah, so thank you again for listening to my little ramble. I hope to get a, another podcast up fairly soon. I am in the process of speaking to a professor at Fresno State who was suspended for a number of years over a tweet regarding Trump soon after some of his more draconian policies against children in ICE custody. He was... uh, not a threat to anybody, but the university decided to take the side of what essentially is just a bunch of fascist Nazis um, and removed him from the university. I wanted to have him on the podcast to tell his story and tell what what he would have liked to have happened and what he wants the university to do next time another professor another employee is in a situation like that so that would probably be the next podcast hopefully um, unless I find something to talk about in between then and now but um, so Radio Free Fresno is a project of South of Shaw Media And if you want to support the work that I'm doing, the work that other people are doing with me, please uh, become a patron on Patreon at South of Shaw Media on Patreon.com. 
Um, $3 minimum gets you early access to podcasts, stories, and I'm working on a vlog that would be just for patrons only though, like kind of like a bonus behind the scenes kind of thing. So yeah, do support us on Patreon. And um, I haven't been on the WordPress lately, so not so, uh, I haven't I haven't added any new stories lately, but I think I updated the website. And yes, Radio Free Fresno will be coming back with more podcasts from Radio Free Fresno and South of Shaw Media. Bye.